Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's me, the Q-Dog, Quincy Moran, in studio with a great group of people. Wait a minute. This studio reflects my life. Hey. I'm always outnumbered by women. Hey. What is going on here? It's good. It is all my fault. That's right. When you have seven daughters and you're married, you're always outnumbered by women, but it's all good. Yep. Women. <laughs> Here's so, yes, Roar. That's right. So I am here in the studio with Rita. What, say what's up, Coach Rita. What's up? That's right. I'm in the studio with my lovely wife. Hello, honey. You're gorgeous. <laughs> and with producer Ashley. Wow. If you don't, if you have not found Ashley, which we haven't told you who she is, but you better look out. This lady is going to be famous. Up and coming. And I'm going right? to tell you what. I will one day... Look at her on the big screen or see her name in lights, and I'll look at somebody and say, you know what? We know I her. know her. <laughs> yeah. You want my autograph? Because I know her. We you got, should. I we mean, can hook you up. Tell me. Let me plug you real quick, okay? Let me first tell you this, how much I admire you, okay? You are a doer. You conquer. There is nothing that you will not conquer in this life because you put your mind to something and you accomplish it. And I, I, I honor you for that. I, you help me keep going. And I don't tell you that, and probably should, but I'm very proud of you. You do a fantastic job. Now, I want to put your Instagram out there uh, for your cosplay. That is Ashley Does Cosplay. Go find her and look at the incredible stuff that she does. Batman. I don't know who the blue lady was, but she was awesome. <laughs> the blue lady? <laughs> the, yeah. The blue lady costume. There was the Captain America shield. Um, what There's else was there? There's a, there are several of them. Now she's working on some kind, something with wings. There's weapons. There's guns. It's, it's incredible. So Ashley does cosplay share that with your friends you can see she goes through the stages of how she makes these costumes um and costumes doesn't sound official enough but i know huh but they say that it is incredible and that batman costume that lego batman that freaking tripped me out man that was so <laughs> awesome i love it so uh yeah i just wanted to do that I didn't even know I was going to do that, but she's the one who's producing all these episodes and all these crazy antics, and, you know, when she's away, I go 48 minutes, when I'm supposed to go, like, 30 to 35, <laughs> um, and she hasn't used any of these weapons she's created to uh, attack she me, may. which is a plus. So with that, Ashley does cosplay. That's it on Instagram, correct? Yeah, go check her out and follow her on Instagram, because I'm telling you, in a few years, you can say, hey, I know this guy who told me to follow her, and I kind of know her. You could even say that if you don't. If it gets you an autograph, do it. Okay, so here we are. And we are going back. We're going back to the episode that we did before this one, which is just we're getting a little bit deeper into the five love languages, okay? So hopefully you took our advice and you went to uh, the website and you did the test and you kind of found out what your love languages, what they are. What's the base operating system here for where you are in this current experience called life? Right, Coach? That's yep. what Okay. That's what we were looking to do. And we talked about the five love languages. 
there's receiving gifts, there's acts of service, there's quality time, there's physical touch, and there's words of affirmation. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to bring... So when we started early on in coaching, Coach, you had Jeannie and I do this. Right. And I had never heard anything about what love languages were or that it even mattered. Mm-hmm. In that, and it, but it really made sense to me because if you don't know what language your, your spouse is speaking, then you're both speaking a foreign language and trying to understand each other. Right. You know, and it's like rush hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Or you speak your own language. That's expecting right. Expecting her to understand. And, and you expect her to understand. Right. And let me tell you something. She don't. And you don't understand her. You're probably busy like I was jumping to conclusions, figuring you knew what she meant, but you don't. And that's okay. That's why we're here. Right. To help you with that. So early on, we did it. And we got our love languages And Jeannie's top uh, love language, number one, was quality time. So what I did, instead of asking her, because I wasn't wasn't equipped yet enough, instead of asking her, hey, what does that look like to you? I said, well, hey, here's what it would look like to me. I'm sure she'll be happy with this. And I did it. And it came to a head, and she wasn't. (laughs) And here I was. I had a mopey face because I thought I was doing what mattered to her. I was giving her my version of of quality time. It was innocent. I had good intentions. Mm -hmm. I thought I did everything right and it didn't work out for her. You know, it kind of goes back to when we were in that uh, marriage seminar that you did. And it's like, you know, the golden rule is um, treat others. No, no, that's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. Right. But y'all took it a a step further and said, no, you you don't want to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Or what you want to do is treat people the way they want to be treated. Right. And that is such a a different idea of what we've been taught. I mean, if you don't know somebody, then yeah, do unto them as you would have them do unto you. Courteous, kind, you know, warm nice you know those things that's fine but if you're in a relationship with somebody why treat them how you want to be treated when they're not you exactly because in a relationship you go you go a step further in meeting that person's need and they meet your need and we talk about you know give me the playbook well I never asked for the playbook I just made all her plays (laughs) and ran them you know and it didn't work out Mm -hmm. Um, and when it came to when things kind of came to a head, you helped us through that because it just didn't dawn on me that I should, I should ask her, what does that look like to you? And she tells me, and then I do that. Right. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. Look, in 16 episodes, guys, look, it took me years to figure it out. You're 16 half an hour episodes in, (laughs) and you get this great, awe-inspiring light from heaven coming down to ask the question, what does that look like? Right. I'm using it at work now because I have, as I lead people, as I lead my group of people at my location, it can all be my idea, and then I'll have the same situation I had with Jeannie. Exactly. But instead, if I say, hey, here's the goal, what does that look like to you? Mm-hmm. I think because love looks different to everybody. Right. And I think, you know, love doesn't have a definitive, 
this is what love is. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a a, their own definition of love and what love looks like to them. Right. So that's why you have to define it between each other because what love looks like to you is totally different than what love would look like to Jeannie. So it's, it's, I think that's why these, this love language is such a valuable tool for, um, you listeners, because it gives you some place of, of, okay, we can start here right? instead of just not starting anywhere. And then you're in a relationship five years down the road and you're saying, well, he doesn't love me or she doesn't love me. Because y'all aren't talking on the same, you know, you're not talking each other's language of what speaks, right. I love you. And it's like when you, and that, that's something I was thinking about in, in preparing for this episode, kind of like building up. Now, I made a commitment in this, in this game, if you will, that I would share my experiences. Right. So all I really need to do is refresh myself based on my experience of the past. And I, I beat myself up sometimes because it's like, you need to do more. But it's like, well, I can't add anything to my experience. All mm -hmm. I can do is refresh it and get my thoughts out. But um, it just, it, it, to me, what we have to do is really, we have to step out of ourselves and say, what's the point of treating somebody the way that I want to be treated if it's not fulfilling to that person? Exactly. What's the point of that? That's self-serving. Even if you think you have good intentions, it's still a self-serving point of view. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship, you know, like we talk about, it's like, I want to get the playbook so I know what is fulfilling to you because I want to be that for you. And you really, as far as our relationship goes, there's no need to go look outside of that for the, the particular needs that you have to be met. Right. You know, and I'm not saying all you can have is one relationship in the world, but as far as your marriage is concerned, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a broad scope of needs that should be met. And if they're going unmet, people start to look outside of, you know, the relationship, um, to get those needs met. It's very true. And that's that's not what we want. Mm -hmm. I, I made a commitment, um, you know, and Jeannie will say, oh, thank you for this or thank you for that. And I say, hey, that's what I live for. It's what I live for, to meet your needs. Right. I love it. I love doing that. So if we could just take a step back and, and make a decision within ourselves to say, I just want to know what you want and what fulfills you. And this is a this is like a baseline report to find out who you are, so you can prepare yourself to say, "Hey, honey, this is what I need." Right. Because how many times do we stop and think about what do we need in our relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, life is short. You might as well have the absolute best, crazy good, amazing relationship that this life has to offer. But it's not just gonna happen. Right. You got to do something, mm -hmm. you know, you got to do something. And right now, nine times out of nine, you just do what you, you've seen in the other relationships. Mm -hmm. And I know we say that, but it's important just to remind us that you only do what you see. And maybe you've gotten better. Maybe you've said, I'll never be that. So you go to the opposite end and you're the very opposite of that. Right. And that can cause trouble, too. 
I think sometimes we get comfortable too. Yes. We get very, very comfortable in relationships. And a lot of times the, um, once we become comfortable, then there's like, um, what really destroyed it destroys it is selfishness. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a real mixture. You really got to, um, be aware of yourself and, and know, um, where it is that you are at and, and to be able to continue to keep growing your relationship and keep both of you keep growing and both of you keep adding to the relationship. Right. And I think, I think after we, you know, uh, we're about to dive off the board into the water into this episode. here. Right. Um, I think you'll see that it doesn't matter where you start. It's all about what you're becoming or where you're going. Exactly. Um, and I'm not saying there's things I'm not saying that out of these five, there's any one that's better than another to have as your number one. Absolutely. The first thing is just to figure out where <laughs> you <it> are. Is. <laughs> Let's just start with where you are. Right. So Let's go back. Uh, we're on six years, going on six years before now, uh, when we started this coaching. Uh-huh. And my, um, it really started to kind of, I really started to kind of see who I was when we did that Living Life by Design course. And it, you kind of start to identify who you are, kind of what makes you, what makes you move. And, you know, um, words of affirmation were a big deal to me. Um, and that what ended up in the love language being my number one was mm -hmm. words of affirmation. So I needed people to really, one thing that would, my language was, is if you tell me I'm doing a good job or you're proud of me, that really, you know, speaks sent, to you. Yeah. I sent my confidence through the roof mm -hmm. so that I could go and do it again. Right. Um, so I'll read, what I'll do coach is I'll read you what my five love languages were in order six years ago six years ago okay. back in the day okay and i don't know i haven't done enough research to know what the numbers mean next to it but number and number one coming in with nine votes number one was words of affirmation two was number eight it had eight whatever the score is mm -hmm. and it was physical touch Number three had a seven, and it was quality time. Number four, am I going too fast? Mm -mm. Number four had a number five next to it, and it was acts of service. And number one, or the last one, number five, had a one, and it was receiving gifts. And that's kind of like what we talked about during the last one. I don't like to receive gifts. Um, and I'm sure we'll get through that sometime. <laughs> now. I decided to take it again because I was having some trouble finding it in my email because I took it via email at one point. So here's how my new score comes up. Okay. And this is a trip. Number one had the number, had 10, we'll just call it 10 votes uh -huh. next to it. And it was quality time. Okay. Number two with eight votes had acts of service. <laughs> if it was a video podcast, you would see Rita's face. Number three had six, and it was physical touch. Number four had four votes, and it was words of affirmation. And then number five, and still in last place, receiving, receiving gifts. gifts, but it had a two instead of a one. Hmm. Now, 
I love to theorize. Okay, what's what... your theory on this? Here's my theory. Okay. So, in 2016, December, um, I had... Okay, no, no, no. I think I should even go back before that. Okay, I had a situation where I was always a very hopeful guy, right? And uh, through the process and, and through faith, it was kind of revealed to me that I had lost a lot of hope in my life. Uh-huh. And during that process, it, I had seen what, aut- what I had allowed autism to do in destroying the hope in my life for the future, for my children's future. Mm-hmm. So I went through some really intensive self-development things on my own. Like, that's when I started... Like we started talking about in episode 000 and 01 and all these, that's when I started to redesign my personal philosophy for who I wanted to be. Right. And I'd already taken this, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you fast forward from there, um, and, and every day if everybody was asking me, how you doing, what do you need? You know, my friends that are, that, that are in the faith say, hey, you know, what do you you need prayer for anything, whatever it is, I said, you know, pray hope would rise in the Moran household. And so every day I was saying that just to get my hope to rise again um, so that I could, you know, I could press forward. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, I'd been going through some health issues for a long time and um, I had diverticulitis and it came to the point where there was so much damage that had been done in my body, I had to have surgery. And surgery was not a light surgery. They had to remove part of my colon. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, I had to end up getting an ileostomy bag um, for a few months. And so I was like flat on my back. Um, so through that process, I couldn't go out and do, and there were really no true words of affirmation coming my way. So I had to take that over mm-hmm. and start affirming myself and building myself up because I had a lot of time by myself, you know, and thanks to my faith, um, I started getting some words, if you will, about who I was and who I wanted to see myself become. Mm -hmm. So I started saying that. And at, at the same time, you know, before, because of work, I wasn't home all the time. Right. So now I'm home all the time, and I am getting more time with my family. I'm getting less time out in the business world, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what I say is, I mean, and I went through, it wasn't just one surgery. It ended up being eight surgeries. It wasn't just eight surgeries, but there were months where I, um, the stomach pain was so debilitating that you would have to stop everything you're doing to let it pass. Right. Um, I had to go to work and in public with these drains hanging out of my stomach. I remember that. With this scary, disgusting fluid coming out of them because of an infection in my stomach. All that to say, I went through this very arduous, what could have been demeaning and debilitating experience health-wise. And I came out mentally stronger than I went in. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the case for everybody. Right. But what I ended up doing was transforming myself as a person. This is what I, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. This is my theory here. 
So since I took a front seat in affirming myself, I feel like I needed less of the world to tell me who I was because my confidence in who I was becoming grew. Right. Um, which to me is really, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because that means it's like the opposite can tear you down. Right. So that, that means that people's words negatively towards me have less effect on my life than they ever have. Right. Because I'm becoming more secure and confident in who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, now, you know, quality time used to be low on my list, but now it's become really high on my list. Right. And then acts of service is in second place. I think that kind of came from being so dependent on my family mm-hmm. to help me. It's what I needed in the moment. And it wasn't just like a light situation. We're talking about, you know, Jeannie was afraid that I was not going to make it out of this alive. It was very life altering, I believe, the right. whole situation from start to finish. So Definitely. It, yeah. So in in my idea of looking at this because I was shocked I was absolutely shocked when I saw when you it. said that I was like wow like but then again I I see it in a different light because if I'm looking at the Quincy in 2013 okay if if I'm looking at the man that was sitting in front of me six years ago um when I introduced this to you guys I remember a Quincy looking for affirmation to, 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 um, like solidify who you were. Mm -hmm. Like you needed those outside voices to affirm you and to almost like as an acceptance. Yes. Because I'm not sure at that moment in time, if you were truly accepting yourself. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being very, yeah, very on. much real. You have my permission in, to say everything in, that you think. <laughs> what, I'm t- yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And what I was seeing six years ago, and it was a, it was someone, I think, um, who was a people pleaser. I think we came across that too when very we were so. coaching and and really digging deep in into things. So I can see how words of affirmation would be a high. Um, love language on your list because you were seeking out something that you so desired that you weren't getting from your father, Mm -hmm. from your family, from, you know, just the support system that you had as you were growing up. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was formed in you. But then like this person that's standing before me in 2019, it's like so different than the, um, you know, six years ago, so different in the sense of I can see quality time being yours because I think you're more personable. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you really want to, to have conversations and meet people where they're at in such a deeper level than you would have six years ago. Mm -hmm. Like there's a depth in you. I think that has been, um, grown within you that you see yourself valuable and you see yourself that 
my time is valuable and what I have to give and what I have to receive is valuable. It's two totally different people we're talking here. I mean, like two totally different people where you don't need the outside world anymore to affirm you because I think you're pretty solid in who you are. Um, and, and in that growth of that, I think you wanting to spend time and it's quality time and it's the depth of the person. And it's, it's very personal, very intimate Mm -hmm. where I don't think before you would want to go to those places at just out of insecurity, out of being a people pleaser, you know, all those things that, that, um, you just had challenges with. And I think acts of service is, is realizing, um, that, it, it pleases you for someone to help you and you're okay with that. Because I don't think the Quincy six years ago would have been okay with that. No. And but I think because of circumstances, this yeah. is what you've had to embrace. And also, um, and what Jeannie and I had talked about, two points I want to make. One about Jeannie and words of affirmation. And then this point here. So just in case I get on a tangent here and I forget. <laughs> Um, having, you know, in, in prayer. Okay. I'm just going to bring my faith into this for a minute. And if you don't believe that it's cool, bro, roll, keep rolling, bro. Um, I really felt like the Holy spirit said to me, it's time for you to be a vulnerable person. Allow people to see behind the armor. Right. Because for me, I, the kind of person that I was is I didn't have time to give you my problems because I felt obligated to fix all of yours. And I wanted to be that person in front of you that if you needed a bright spot, I could be the person to turn to. Mm-hmm. I had a false perception of what that was. Right. But when it's like, it's time for you to be vulnerable so people can relate to you. And that, and I saw what you're saying about surgery and, and getting the help and o- being okay <laughs> to be vulnerable is what made that acts of service rise because I let people into that part of my life to right. say, it's okay to need help. It's okay to have needs that the people around you can help you to fulfill. Right. Um, and I, so I'm, I'm proud to see that, that those changes have taken place. Mm-hmm. And now I would rather just spend time with the people I'm close to. Um, it means so much more to you, I think. It does, because I'm not out chasing somebody's affirmation. Right. The other side of that words of affirmation is I've never been so solidified in my stance of how my wife feels about me. Mm -hmm. And that, knowing that to me, kind of anchored it and made it something that I did not need as much anymore. So there's a lot more security coming from I'm solid in how my wife feels about me and who she believes I am. And I've begun to tell myself who I am and actually begin to walk that out. Well, you believe it now. I do. And that is a testament from me to you, the listener, that you can become the person you want to be. You can talk and walk yourself into the person that you want to be. I'll ask you not to let a health crisis bring you to that point. Right. Which I had started some of the word, you know, I had started some of this development prior to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I don't know, three years in at that point. But really knowing what I was about to face and the downtime, 
uh, that I was going to have, I, I just had to make a commitment to get stronger mentally right. while physically, you know, cause I was five, six days a week in the gym lifting and, you know, making sure that my physical body was healthy. Right. I didn't know how they, they never know how much damage is done until they go in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I think being solid in how Jeannie feels about me and knowing that she has a deep unwavering love for me, that she is proud of the the husband and the father that I am and that she'll stand by me through anything has really, it, it has really tempered down the need for those words of affirmation to make me feel like I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I look, when you started to say, Hey, the you're, you know, it still perked me up. <laughs> I still felt good. I still like those of words, course, of but course. they don't, they're not as high on my priority right. list now is relationship. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you're absolutely correct. It's that quality time and connection through acts of service and quality time that has really begun to help me grow into the person I'm becoming. Right. So and I just and I just want to say this. I don't want people, our listeners, to hear and say, oh, so, you know, like, so what you're saying that, I need words of affirmation to be, you know, like that's a bad thing. That's not what we're saying. This is, this is what Quincy has gone through. This is a personal journey that, that we're, um, discussing. We're not saying this is everybody. We're saying this is your personal journey of where you begun six years ago and where you're at today. It's not putting down people who have that love language of words of affirmation at all. Right. It's, it's the, it's the journey that we're sharing with you of, of you do change and you do grow. Circumstances change you. Yep. You know, circumstances have a lot to do with where you're at today. And, um, you know, you could choose to allow it to empower you or you could choose to allow it to disempower you. Um, talking to you and knowing you in the last six years, you chose these opportunities to empower you. Yes. And that's where you're at today. So I just don't want the listener to think, you know, oh, so if I have a word of affirmation, that means that I'm a people pleaser. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that was that, me. Yeah. Right. That I'm just saying that's you. Right. And we both could agree where it was that you were coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and where those words of affirmation, um, that void that it was feeling for you in those yep. moments, not, you know, not that it's bad because I think words of affirmation is, I think we all desire that. I, yeah. think, I think there's in all of us, there's, there's a part of us that wants to hear like, you did a great job today or, right. you know, just, just that encouragement that, yeah. that everybody needs. I think everybody has that in them. And I'm glad that you brought that up because in no way am I trying to, am I trying to shine it as a negative, right? A, like a negative light on where I was. That's just where I was. Right. And I had some, I had some big issues in my life. Um, and there were things that I, that I needed. The, the, the main thing was, is that's who I was and I can see who I am now. Right. Hey, maybe for you in five or six years of personal development, maybe words of affirmation gets even higher. Mm-hmm. You can, it can have even more votes and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We just want you to figure out where you are and who you want to become. Mm-hmm. You don't want to manipulate the test. You just want to get a baseline of who you are, what you're becoming, so that you can be the best version of yourself. Absolutely. And maybe 
maybe that words of affirmation for me personally was a bit unhealthy at that time, but mm. it was like the way I was coping with something. I don't right. know the science behind this stuff. I'm just telling you where I was, and I was definitely a people pleaser, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was very insecure, and I had no, I had no, I, and we talked about this before. I knew my wife loved me. She's, I didn't, she just didn't like me, you know? Right. And, and so that's where I was. Mm-hmm. But through that process, um, this is who I am now, and I'm happy. If it was words of affirmation at the top, right. I'd still be happy because I know internally who I have become. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife can, can vouch for that. You, thankfully, you vouch for that. And those are words of affirmation there. That made right. me feel good. And I think, I think it's just safe to say that, you know, for me on the other side is just to acknowledge the um, – the amount of growth that you have gone through. Um, and you know, it's not easy to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. Right. So I just want to acknowledge that and thank you for, for doing this. Cause it really did surprise me when you told me, especially <laughs> acts of service. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, yeah, you can see the growth in different areas that you have been challenged in, mm-hmm. in the last six years. So I just, I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you because I think people out there will get an understanding is that, you know, life is so fast. Like right. life happens so fast. And if we don't stop and grab a hold of it to start to make things matter and moments matter, like I said before in the other um, podcast, you're going to be 80 some years old sitting across from your wife, looking at her thinking, who is this person that I married? Yep. Cause you invested all this time into other things and you just thought something else was more important. And then you're now you're in your eighties trying to figure each other out or like, who is this person? Do That's I even right. like them? Right. So you true. Know? So and I'm I a just, firm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a firm believer that exactly what you said and then what we can do with time because it, I mean, it's 24 hours, but it does move so fast with as busy as life is. Yep. You can actually use that to your advantage because if you keep your head down and moving forward towards your goals, you'll see that a day turns into a week and that week turns into a month before you know it. And before you know it, there's three months. And if you can get consistent execution of what your goals are, before long, that six months turns into a year. That year turns into six years. And now... Here we are. Here you are doing a podcast, being vulnerable about your marriage, yep. and being willing to help men be the best version of their self that they can be. Right. And it happens that fast. So, so true. You know, we had some other things we wanted to get to, but this episode is going to wrap up right there. Um Oh, why do I always go blank when it comes to the the Facebook and stuff? It's like I know this stuff. It's the name. Yeah, there you go. Well, look, email us. Email us and give us some feedback, maybe some questions that you might have that we can help you with. We appreciate all the feedback that we're getting now. So email us at coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. Coach at man vs marriage podcast.com. And here's here's look. Here's something I want to qualify. My notebook is not here because it got uh, left at home. Otherwise, I'd have this crap written down. Sorry. Uh, Look, go to the Facebook page and connect with us. It is facebook.com 
forward slash man vs marriage. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. You see, I did know. Man vs marriage. Check it out. Rita and I just use our personal Instagram. We don't. Uh, we're not really employing that man versus marriage uh, Instagram yet because uh, we feel connected to our audience through our personal. So mine is at Quincy underscore Moran. Do you know what yours is? We'll know the next time. That's right. Way to put her on the spot, you big dummy. All right. <laughs> well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I was excited to get Coach Rita's feedback on how my love languages had kind of changed up uh, because it surprised me. It shocked me. And maybe in the next episode, uh, Jeannie and I can talk about the way ours changed and get some strategy from Coach Rita on how we can kind of redesign where we are right now. But until next time, good night now.